0: Hey fans, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yud Test, Daf 19 of Masech Suka Hever. What does Daf 19 talk about? Um, we can t- we sort of wrap up our discussion from yesterday, the Machlokas between Abaye and Rava. So we were discussing yesterday, Pitikri Yorid V'soseim. There is an alternative way um, to understand the Machlokas between Abaye and Rava regarding these um, sort of porches that surround this Chatzar small little thing at the beginning and um, and then we get to the suya of psalayotzei minasukah that this um, like sort of schach that extends outside of the sukkah and we're going to see different um, explanations for what that can mean and some of them are quite interesting and we still have some naf-gaminas. Uh then we get to a we get to really two new Mishnais, the first of which uh, I don't know, funny kind of little thing. Um, I don't know. Let's say you take a mat and just like lean it against the wall. Can that be a kosher sukkah and some other funny contraption? Man, I'm telling you, man, sukkah is like mamash eruvin. Like you got, I don't know, you got to use diagrams and stuff. I feel like I'm back in Ervin trying to like explain diagrams. Um, so then, um, then we get to one final Mishnah. Which also talks about mats. Are mats generally for sleeping? Are they generally for schach? And that's so good. And we're going to stop right after that Mishnah and um, yeah, we'll pick up from there tomorrow. Let us begin on Daf Yudes Amud Aleph. Where exactly on Yudes Amud Aleph? Come on. No, I can't find it. Where are we? Yudes Amud Aleph. It says something about Surah, right? Yeah, there it is. So about two, four, six, seven lines into the page, the first word on the line is Besura. Besura masni, the Shmaite by Lishna. Be masni, the following. Awesome. So in Sura, which is where Rav was from, and Rafuna, and Rafhizda, and by Rafuna, that was all in, in Sura happening. So in Sura, they would teach the machlokas between Abaye and Rave. In the way that we just explained at the end of the day yesterday, i.e. pitika yorid visosim. that if you have a chotzer and it's surrounded by houses and each house has its own porch and the porch has a roof. So if the roof is more than four amis, so says the bay, you could say pitikra yorid visosim. Says rava, you don't say pitikra yorid vesosim. Okay. So that's how they learned it in surah. Now in pumpadisa, which is where Rav Yehuda, Rabba, Rav Yosef, Abaye, I think maybe even Rava at some point, they were in Pompidisa. So, 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 in Masne they taught the following, so if you put z'chach on top of a, uh, uh, on, on these porches, that mistomah, the roof, is more than four amis because if it's less than four amas, we'll just say dof akuma. So if it's more than four amis and there are no, like, pegs coming down from the roof that are within three tefachim of each other, you know, next to each other. So, we can't say that there's a wall there. There's none of these pegs. So, there's no, it's just open on the uh, on, on the um, side that's nearest to the chatzert, to where the sukkah is going to be. And the roof is more than four amas, so you can't see the of an a So, everyone says in that case, it's going to be possible. Nobody's going to say that you say, pitikoyor visosim in that case. Yeshla but if there are these pegs between the roof and the ground, and they're within three tfachim of each other, so we, uh, so then the shayla is, are we going to say lavud? So Abaiya Rava Amr says the sukkah is kosher, Rava says the sukkah is posa. So obviously, of course, everybody holds of lavud as a halachal Moshe Messina, right? Both Abaiya and Rava hold that. You know, when things are within three tvachim of each other, we could say lavud. What the interest, what the shayla is over here, is that Ravel will say, so the shayla is, so you have your house, outside your house is the porch, after the porch is the chotzer, and now you have this chotzer, and it's entirely surrounded by these houses and these porches. Now, you fill in, right, the, and then you fill in the chotzer with schach from, um, you know, from, like, on top of the roofs of the, um, porches, okay? And um, like we've been talking about for the past few days Now we say if the roofs of the porches are less than four amos, then we'll say dof and akuma and it's a kosher sukkah But if it's more than four amos. so now we, we're saying now in a case where you have pegs coming down from the roof to the ground And they're within three tfachim of each other so the shaila is These Pegs that are next to each other and essentially creating a wall can we say that this wall that is dividing between the porch and the chatzar, which you want to use as your sukkah, can this wall be used as the walls of the sukkah? The walls of the houses cannot be used because the roof is more than four amas. So that's, you can't say the, the and it's out of the question. The question is that we have these pegs coming down from the roof and they're within three tfachim of each other. And the, so the, it's basically creating a lavud wall between the porch and the chutzer, maybe this lovewood wall could be the wall of the sukkah. Now everybody holds of lovewood, right? Both Abai and Rava agree that yes, we would say lovewood regarding this wall. The shaila is is that this wall, and like we mentioned, I think yesterday, even the day before, this wall between the porch and the chutzer, this wall is really the wall of the porch. It's not the wall of the chutzer. Chatser is the shared space, you know, outside of everybody's porch. The wall that we're constructing with these pegs or whatever that we're going to say, Lavud, it's a wall for the porch, not a wall for the sukkah. So while Rava agrees that we would say Lavud, Lavud is al Moshe he can't argue on that. However, Rava would say that when we say Lavud, this Halakhul Moshe misina to say that these pegs that are within three tfachim of each other create a wall, says, Rava, this wall is only for the inside This wall is for the porch. We can't say that it's a wall also to say that now it's a wall for the chatser and now it's a kosher sukkah. So Abaye says the sukkah is kosher because when we say lavud, it's a wall. A wall for however the heck you want to use it. Whether for the porch, whether for the chatser, use it however you want. It's a wall. Rava says it's a wall, but the Allah Moshimisina that says it's a wall says that it's a wall for the space that it's creating a wall for, which is primarily the porch. The fact that we could chop a rind for the for the to say that it's also kosher sukkah says Rava you, you can't do that because it doesn't work in both directions. Says Rava when we say lavud it's for the space that it's creating a wall for, not for you know to now use it for some external area. In our case the chutzar. So again, by Omar Ksheira Amin on lavud says that the sukkah is kosher because we will say look we say lavud you have these pegs coming down from the roof. In between the porch and the khatsar They're within three tawakhim of each other It's lavud, it's a proper wall, use it however you want It's a wall for the porch, it's a wall for the khatsar, wall for the sukkah Do whatever you want with that wall Rav Omar, Surat Amin Lavud Rav says that the sukkah is possible Because we can't say lavud to say that this wall is also now a wall of this sukkah inside the khatsar, no When we say lavud, it's to say that the wall is a wall for the porch but you can't say that, but also, as a, as, as a side effect, we can now have a wall for our Chatzar sukkah thing. Says Rabbi, no. The Moshe moshimisina wasn't meant to be used like that. Vilch's the Klishnakama, and says the Gemara, that, um, you know, we had two ways of learning the machloka sabaya and Rava In Surah, they said it's a shiloh of pitikriyoy vesosem. In Pompadisa, they said it's a shiloh do we say love for the chutzar? The answer is that we go like, um, they said in Surah, that we're talking about if you say pitikuy Kuyo so or not. And Rashi points out that the is also like Rava Mistama because we're only passing like abay Bayal Kegam. Vaiter. Okay. Um, Alright, I'll try my best to explain what this looks like. Uh, maybe let's do like a guided meditation. Uh, here's the guided meditation. So, uh, you, uh, you imagine like a house with like a porch and the porch has a roof and um, there's no like wall separating between the porch and the space outside of the porch. Like in our case, that would be the, you know, up until now it's been the chotzer. I don't know that Rav is was necessarily in a chotzer, but there was a house, outside the house, there was a porch, the porch had a roof and then there was no Wall separating the porch and whatever area was outside of it if Kahana was building a sukkah this sukkah had two walls uh, one wall uh, I don't know parallel to the um, Porch and one wall perpendicular to the porch. So like an L Okay, fine and the porch didn't have a wall Right meaning we're talking about you built this sukkah outside of the porch and it was, one wall was perpendicular to where the porch was, and the other one was parallel to where the porch was. Okay? And the porch didn't have a divider wall. So it's basically two walls. So Ravashi Ashkel Rav Kahana, so Ravashi found Rav Kahana, that he was making, um, like a sukkah basically, by uh, this Achsadra that didn't have. Any wall separating the porch and the area outside of it. Omar leh. So Rav Ashi says to Rav Kana, So Rav Ashi says to Rav Kana, Don't you hold a Rav's opinion? Like they learn in Surah, which is, In order for a porch... You know, in order for the, for the porch to be usable as like a wall for the area outside of it, it has to have these pegs within three tvach and that'll be a proper wall. But over here, you don't have a third wall, right? The porch doesn't have a dividing wall. And we can't say pitik or visose. So therefore, Rivkahana Lemaisa, you just have two walls. You have the wall parallel to the porch and you have the wall perpendicular to the porch, but the porch itself doesn't have any wall Separating it and the area outside of it, so lemaise your sukkah only has two walls. So leh So Rav Kehana pointed out to um, Rav Ashi. So skip to the next line, near and he pointed out to Rav Ashi that actually what he wasn't noticing. Is that there was a third wall that was a tefah. So there was the parallel wall, the perpendicular wall, those are two walls. And there was actually a third wall that was a tefah. So how come Ravashi didn't notice it? Ravashi didn't notice it because it was this case of near me bachutz vishavah That if you're standing inside the sukkah, you actually won't notice this wall because this wall is actually flush against, the third wall is flush against the second wall. If you can imagine, right? I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I, I can only, I, I don't know. How do I explain this in words? I don't know, but you know, you imagine I don't know you have one wall and then a second wall perpendicular to it. Now the third wall should theoretically be perpendicular to the second wall and it is perpendicular to the second wall. The thing is that, you know, usually you would imagine it be like a U, right? That you would have one wall and then perpendicular to that another wall. And the, so I have no clue how to explain this, but okay, how about this? I have no clue how to explain this, but okay, let's say you have a wall to the south and then you have a wall to the west. And now you have a wall to the north. So you would imagine that that wall to the north would kind of like be in the direction of like the east. But the interesting is that that wall to the north was in the direction of the west. And therefore, if you're standing inside the sukkah and you're like looking at the southern wall, so you actually don't notice that there is a western wall because it's um, going, you know, sort of left towards the west as opposed to right towards the east. So you didn't notice that there was actually a third wall. You would have to actually stand outside of the sukkah. Like to the west in order to see, oh yeah, there's actually a third wall that's going outside of it And the Chiddush is, is that even though When you're standing inside the sukkah, you don't notice the third wall But when you're standing outside of the sukkah, you would notice the third wall um, And it works <laughs> Okay, I hope I did a good enough job Or if you have some kind of diagram, uh, you can look along So, did As it was stated that if you could see the wall outside But on the inside, it would look flush Nidon uh, mishum It could still work as a lechi in a mavoi, even if you can't notice it because it's flush, but um, it would still work. And just like it would work by a lechi, it would also work by this um, third wall for your sukkah. So, about it. Alrighty, go on turn and Shas. we taka a briset. Psalayot even a sukkah nidon Okay. So if you have schach that's kind of going over the sukkah, all right, some overhang. So, over extra schach. Okay? So you have your sukkah, and over the sukkah is hanging over some schach. Okay? Nidon So that schach is treated like a sukkah. You can eat there, you can sleep there. The extra overhang. My minas So, what is this minas so sukkah? What is this extra schach? So, Ula says that's exactly what it is. It's extra schach that goes over the side of the sukkah. But how can you just eat under that schach and sleep under that schach? Where are your three walls? There are actually three walls outside of the sukkah. So, okay, you have your sukkah, then there's like extra schach hanging over the side of the sukkah, and you like build another two walls on the sides. And now you talk, have three walls also outside of your sukkah, and you have schach on top of you. So, give out the. But you need it to be at least seven Tavachim by seven Tavachim. B'di'ika, there is. Yeah, but don't you need to have more shade than sun? There is more shade than sun. So if so, then what's the Chiddush? You basically have another Kasher Sukkah. Of course you could use it. I may have thought to say, yeah, but really this Sukkah was made for the, the, the main Sukkah area, for the inside of, of, of the Sukkah, not for this extra overhang outside of it so maybe I would think it just it just it doesn't work so so I might think it doesn't work so that itaka does work this extra overhang as long as there is uh, you know and three walls and all sorts of fun things so then, so then itaka works as a sukkah they say what is this Okay, again, I will try to do my best to, uh, guide you with my words. Uh, let's go back to the north, south, east, and west. So you have the southern wall of the sukkah. Givaldig. Then you have the western wall of the sukkah. Givaldig. Now you have the eastern wall of the sukkah. Also Givaldig. Now the different, the thing is, let's say this. The southern wall of the sukkah is, I don't know, ten amis. The western wall of the sukkah is 10 amis. The eastern wall of the sukkah is 30 amis long. Meaning it's longer than the other sides. And the schach continues all the length of that longer wall. So I might have the opportunity to say that, well, once the schach goes past the the, 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 like the 10 amis of like the original sukkah, right? You know, the southern wall is 10 amos, the western wall is 10 amos, the east one is 30 amos. Obviously, we're not talking about tall, we're talking about long. So, 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 I might think that, you know, you have 20 Amis there, where it's like just schach and like no walls over there, because the Western Wall already ended. So I might think that that's a problem. Kamash Malan, that it's taka, no problem. You know, it's basically just like, you know, imagine you have a, a sukkah that has two walls, and the other one's just like a tefach. It's basically the same thing. You know, you have one wall is going to be longer than the other and that's no problem. So again, so, 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 Rabbi Yosef, here we're talking about, you know, reeds and schach that go from the sukkah. And there's one wall that's longer than the others and the schach, and the you know, keeps up with that wall. I might think that, yeah, but in this extra you know, wall, you know, the extra area where this wall extends, in that area it's not a proper sukkah because it's already past the other walls. Komash uh it comes to teach that take it's fine. Meaning because if you look at the bigger context, it's a sukkah with three walls and that's fine. Rabba Babachana elo Rubo Miuto so says, Rabbi Rabbi Chan, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that this, nidon what this means, is that if you have a sukkah, that's mostly kosher schach. It's k'ilu, it's tzilasim rubem mechamasah, it's, you know, givali. However, there's a patch, where it's, chamasim rubem mechamasah, meaning it's kosher, the schach itself is kosher schach, but there's too much sun. There's a patch, where there's too much sun. So the majority of the sukkah is, kosher schach, there's more schach than sun and kivalik, There's one patch where there's more sun than schach, more sun than shade. So maybe to say, well, the sukkah's possible. There's a patch where there's too much sun. So therefore, what this teaching is, that even this, you know, right, that right, the, that, the, that the sukkah is nonetheless a kosher sukkah. yotse me'achshir sukkah. What it means is psalah yotzim suka, meaning this schach that isn't te- technically a kosher sukkah, because it's um nonetheless, it's a uh, it, right right even though there's this patch. It's still a kosher sukkah Now I'm not sure that you'd necessarily be able to eat or like sleep under that that patch But uh, but the sukkah itself is kosher, okay? fine Umayoti otimaksh sukha. Givaldiq. So there's this little part that you know isn't technically a you know kosher shach, but because uh, it's well kosher hilchos sukkha because it has to be mi chamas. But even though there's this one patch which is chamos mubmi tsilasa, the sukkah is kosher. Umayotsiotimiaksh suk. Fine, I feel like I read that ten times. Rub Oshaya Omar Sezob lo lonitscha el shach posul pachus mi mishlosha bisukka ktana. Very interesting says Abu that sal Nidom means if you have a, a sukkah that's seven t'vachim by seven t'vachim, and you have four and a little bit tvachim of kosher s'chach, and then you have two and somewhat you know or less than three tvachim of posel s'chach. So A Boshaya Omar Lonisha al Posul Pak's Mishlosha that posel schach that's less than three tefachim besukkah ketanah in a small sukkah umay yotze yotze Mitora sukkah. What it means is that even though this schach is schach posel, it's yotze sukkah. It's like schach posel, but nonetheless, since it's less than three t'vachim it's acceptable, and we view it as though you have a you know proper shear of a sukkah of proper schach. So I've paused mushul shatfahum suka ktanami pasel frak rab hoshaya and rab oshaya that one second this less than three tfahum of shakh pasel should just basically be space space can be air now air if it's less than three tfahum it's not possible so what's the kasha so um rab aba zam style we shanim tachtav zam style we shanim so answers of Abba something very interesting Which is, if there's just less than three tvachim of space, and we're gonna say, lavud. So, sure, the sukkah itself might be kosher, but you can't sleep under that particular space, where, right, that area where there's just space, and we're saying lavud. You can't sleep under there. Whereas if you have schach pasul, interestingly, if you have schach pasel there, so you have, you know, four and a little bit, schach kosher, and then you have schach pasel for less than three. So, it's a kosher so and you can even sleep under that schach. Very interesting. You could sleep under the schach which is not the case. But if there was just air, you wouldn't be able to sleep under. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very very interesting. So, like, what are the like what are the nafgaminas is there? Like, if you have less than so I guess what in your sukkah if you have less than three tefachim schach you could eat under there. You could sleep under there. I guess so. Super interesting. But if it's three tvachim, even though the sukkah won't be puzzle, because it's less than, it's less than four tvachim, certainly less than four amis, so the sukkah will be Kosher. But if it's three tvachim, then maybe you can't eat under it because, um, you know, we can't say lovod anymore, so it's kind of like disconnected. Even though the sukkah's Kosher, just avoid that patch. But if it's less than three tvachim, it sounds like you would be able to eat under that space. Well, schach pasul. Interesting. So now, one second. We just said that if you have this space, the space won't pass on the sukkah because we'll say lavud, but you can't sleep under it. So the Gemara wants to know, is there something that could be mitztaref, i.e., this space could join together with the rest of the schach to say that there's seven of schach, and yet, it itself isn't kosher. You can't eat under it. You can't sleep under it. in, Rabbi says, "Yes, we do have another play, another example of this. For example, if you have mud that is pourable, viscous. What does viscous mean? Does viscous mean pourable? If so, then viscous. If not, then not. Uh, then pour. Then just pourable. So then, if you have pourable mud, so then it could join together with the rest of the water in a mikvah to make your forty sa'ah that's required." for the mikvah, but you can't, um, you wouldn't just be able to dunk in a, a liquid mud. Sorry. Um, but it can join together with the rest of the water to make 40 saw of water, but it in itself would not be, you can't dunk in it. So we see that there are things that they themselves would be possible, right? You just, you can't dunk in just 40 saw of this mud. You also can't sleep under three tvachm of space, less than three tvachm of space. But it could join together with other things, just like the mud could join together with the rest of the forty saw for the mikvah. Also, the space could join. This Lesson three tefachim of space can join together with the rest of the schach of the uh, of the sukkah, even though it itself is 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 you know you wouldn't be able to sleep under it. Uh, sounds pretty fun, right? Of course. Let's go weiter. It says the Mishnah: O sukaso srif o she'samcha koso. Okay, again, I will try my best to explain with words. So, uh, what's the first thing? So, if you make a sukkah kind of like, some kind of thing that like bird trappers used to like trap birds or something, oh my gosh, it's basically something made out of like, I guess, kosher schach, but it doesn't quite have a roof. It's just kind of like, I don't know, Is kind of you take a whole bunch of, let's say, I don't know, branches of sorts and you kind of connect them on top and connect them on the bottom or something like that uh all right that was my best attempt and then you or the other one is much much easier to explain which is you take like a mat and like like a like a reed mat like um that some people use for schachs like those schach mats not the ones with the rope with the string but like the mats the square mats so if you take one of those and just lean it against the wall and now you could just like sleep Inside that, right? Take like a square mat, lean it against the wall. Now there's an inner space. Can that be a kosher sukkah? So in both those cases, they don't actually have a roof, right? So, if you use this like bird catching hut, thingy, majiggy, you take like a square mat and you lean it against the wall. in Rebbelezer says it's a pasher sukkah because it doesn't have a roof. Um, because it just is. I guess. I don't know. I guess if it's I guess seventh tefachim by seventh tefachim and it's tenth tefachim tall, I guess that's okay. Tanemodet. Rabbi Eliezer says to the Gemara that Rabbi Eliezer admits karka tefach that if you lift up this thing from the ground a tefach. So now you could treat that like tefach that it's elevated as though it's like kind of like a wall, so to speak. Now it's not a ten tefach wall, but apparently you could like join. This is very st- strange to me, but um, let's just take the mat leaning against the wall example. So it says over the Ezra, if you take a mat and you lean it against the wall, that doesn't work because there's no roof. But if you lift it up off the ground, a tefach, so now all of a sudden... There's like a tefach creates like a space. It creates an ohel. So now it's already as though there they're like now kind of is a wall and a roof. Now the wall isn't ten tefach, it's one tefach. But once already you have that one tefach of height, you can kind of say that the roof that's on an angle leaning against the wall is kind of like, I don't know, somehow like connecting, like joining to the wall, but also like creating like a roof. It's kind of like both. What do you want me to tell you? That, that's like what else are saying. So then it like, kind of works, I guess. So A Karka Tefach. That if you lift it up off the ground at Tefach, she In A Tefach. This one is even weirder to me. But if you like separate the um, mat from the wall at Tefach. So again, you have a mat, a square mat, and you're like leaning it against the wall. But if you like distance it from the wall at Tefach, then that's enough to that it's as though there's like a, a distinct roof. The thing is that that roof is just space, and it's not kosher schach. And the schach itself is like the wall. I I don't know. But apparently that's acceptable because now there's like a roof and Kashruschach and For me I, I don't know, that seems weird to me, but but um alright, that that's what we're saying. Um How come the Rabbanan say that you don't need to like lift it up off the ground at or distance it from the wall of tefach? Shipua ki ohalim dum? They say, well, angles of, of tents are like tents, and that makes it okay. Uh, all right. Abaye found his Rebbe Rav Yosef who was sleeping in a kilas chasanim inside of a sukkah. So he was in the sukkah. And inside the sukkah, he was sleeping in some kind of bed that had, you know, we've learned about kilas chasanim, that they kind of come to a point at the top. So basically what Rav Yosef was indicating is that a kilas chasanim that comes to a point at the top is not a proper oil. And because it's not a proper oil, you could sleep in it in the sukkah. So, so Abai says to Yosef, why are you sleeping in a kilas You're indicating that it's not considered an oil. Is that like Rabbi Eliezer, who said right, who says in our Mishnah that if you take like these um, different things, like the mat and lean it against the wall, or this bird trapping thing that don't have a roof, so then. It's not considered an Ohel. so Rav Yosef, are you holding like Rabbi Eliezer? Shavak Rabban Rabbanu, Ravad, Why would you ignore the opinion of the rabbis who say that it is an Ohel and it would be a kosher sukkah? And in this case, you're basically sleeping in an oil inside of the sukkah. Why would you ignore the opinion of the rabbis and instead hold like Rabbi, Yo- Rabbi, uh, like Rabbi Eliezer, who's a das yochid? Omlay um, b'risa uh, ipcha. Ton hmm. Where's Tani? Is it connected to this phrase or the next one? So one second. Let's say that. We have a brysa that teaches the opposite, which of course, Rav Yosef knew all the brysas, right? Sinai, he had amazing bikias, encyclopedic memory. He knew all the brysas. So Rav Yosef says, actually, there's taka a brysa. And in that brysa, it's the opposite, which is, Rabbi Eliezer ma'akhshir v'chacham It's Rabbi Eliezer who says, you know, in the brysa, Rabbi Eliezer is the one who says, that, when you take a mat, and you lean it against the wall, it's taka kosher sukkah. and thera say that it's apostle sukha. And therefore, actually, when I'm sleeping in this kilas chasanim inside the sukkah, I'm actually holding like the Rabbanu, not like Rabbi Yezik. Because the Rabbanu say it's apostle, so it's not a proper tent. But, Rav Yosef, why would you still, why would you ignore a Mishnah, and instead of passing like a Brisa? Because Mishnahs are stronger than brisas. Have you hear that? Mishnas are generally considered to be more authoritative than Brysis. and therefore, Abhi says, "I don't understand." But still, why would you ignore the Mishnah, which is generally considered to be a stronger source, and instead do like a brisa? So, Omle <laughs> So, if Yosef answers, well, the truth is actually that our Mishnah, which says that Rabbi says, Pasul it's actually just the opinion of one person that that's how to actually learn the mission to learn this machlokas. The tane is we learn in a sukkah That we have a brisa that says that if a fellow makes his sukkah like like this, I don't know bird trapping hut thingy. Or you lean it against the wall. Reb Omer says Reb Nosin Rebbe Leizer Reb Nosin says that rabbi Leizer's opinions that it's possible to Chacham say that it's takah kasher. Meaning. That we have two ways of understanding the machlokas. One is to say Rabbi Eliezer says posel and the chachamim say kosher. The other way to understand is Rabbi Eliezer says kosher and the chachamim say posel. And says Rabbi Yosef, guess what? The way that our mission is learning, i.e., that Rabbi Eliezer says Possel and the chachamim say kosher, is actually just the opinion of Rabbi That's how Rabbi Noson the machlokas. But actually, the way that the Bryson learned it, which is Rabbi Eliezer says kosher and the chachamim say Possel is actually the generally understood way. So the Brisa in this case is actually more authoritative because it's the majority opinion, whereas the Mishnah is actually just the opinion of Rav Nassim and therefore says, Rav Yosef, I'm actually doing like the Chacham say in the Brisa, which is the generally accepted way to understand the Machlokas, which is that this Kilas Chasanim is not a kosher tent and therefore I'm not actually in a tent in the sukkah and that's why I'm sleeping in a Kilas Chasanim. That was Rav Yosef's response to Abay. Okay, we're just gonna learn this next Mishnah and then we're gonna call it because then it kind of continues on into the next page and for a while and we'll just pick up with the flow tomorrow. But says the Mishnah, So if you have, uh, like a, 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 a mat of reeds and it's big, and it doesn't say how big is big, but it's big. I saw the Shkiva. So if you specifically made this mat for sleeping, well then, Mikabela's tumma, it's a clear, it receives tumma, you cannot use it for schach. However, lisi kuch masakrin, but if you made this mat for schach, well then, you can use it for schach. and it doesn't receive Tumah, it's fine, you can use it for schach. Whether we're talking about a small mat, whether we're talking about a big mat, makes no difference. if you made it for sleeping, well, then it's Meqabal Tumah, Ve'i Mesachimba, and you can't use it for schach. But the sikhuch, if you made the mat for Shach, Well, then Mesachimba, you can use it for Shach. Ve'i Ne Meqabalas it doesn't receive Tumah. Chever, we're going to stop over here. And uh, we'll pick up from here tomorrow. However, what did we discuss today? The first part of today's gemara continued with the Machlok between and Rava. When you have a Achsadra, um, this porch in front of the houses, in between right between the house and the chotzer, and you want to make a sukkah in the chotzer, and the roof is more than four amis so we wanted to say that in that in Pum they learned the machlokas that if there's no wall of any sort separating between the porch and the sukkah uh you know and the chotzer, so then apostle sukkah right the roof of the porch is more than four amis can't say dofin akuma there's no wall, no pitikur yor so same, forget it, pasul sukkah. But if there is these pegs that are within three tifachim of each other, Abai would say, we could say lavud to say that this wall, not only does it work for the porch, which is where it's made for, but it even could be used as a wall for the um, sukkah in the chatsa, which is a bit of a hack because we're using this wall for the outside area. Now we're using the wall of the porch now for the wall of the sukkah. So Abayi says it's okay. Once you, they're within three tifachim of each other, it's a wall. Use the wall however you'd like. Rava says that, no, this wall is not a regular wall. It's a halach al wall, because we say lavud. says Rava, the halach al is to say that the wall works for the porch, but we can't just use it now as a hack to use it for the um, sukkah as well. And then the Gemara said that, however, we prefer the, the first way to learn it, which is like they did in Surah, which says it's really a machlokas where there's no pegs there. Fine. And um, but if there were pegs, everyone would say that it's a kosher sukkah. And um, Cool. We then discussed this psalah yozai nidun That um, this Well, there's different ways to understand it. One way to understand it is that we're talking about schach that kind of overhangs the sukkah and as long as you kind of put up walls and make it the size of a sukkah, you can use that Another way to understand that was talking about. Well, we have one wall of the sukkah that goes like extends further than the others and the schach keeps up with that wall and we're saying that you could, you know, eat, you know, you eat and sleep anywhere in that sukkah as far as that longest wall goes. The third way to understand it was to say we're talking about, well, you have a sukkah that's more shade than sun, but there's a patch where there's more sun than shade. And we're saying that the sukkah is still kosher. And finally, we're saying that it's talking about, well, when you had um, less than three tfachim of schach pasol, so we could still say lavud and say that it's a um, kosher sukkah. And you can even... Uh, sleep under that s'chach posl and then we got to this new um, Mishnah which said if you I don't know if you take like a mat like lean it against the wall So there's machlokas, two ways to understand machlokas between Abaye, no, between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chacham The first way like in our Mishnah is that Rabbi says posel, and the Chacham say kosher The other way to understand is the opposite the Chacham say posl and says kosher. Then we got to a um, new Mishnah at the end which we're really going to discuss tomorrow, which is if you have a mat. So, uh, essentially, we're we're going to get into it in the Gemara. You know, we have to understand really the opinion of Chacham and Rabbi Yezer, But essentially, the Shaila is dependent. You know, it, it, okay. How about this? Everyone agrees if the mat is for sleeping. Well, then you can't use it for schach because uh, it, it, it's it's a kli, it's makabel But if it's for schach, you can use it for schach. The question is, what are kind of the defaults? What's the difference exactly between? For Rebel Yaz and the Chachamim, that that that's what we're gonna have to really get into tomorrow. Khevri, have a great day, peace.